Farrow and you're listening to Start Up Surrey, a podcast brought to you by Student Enterprise at the University of Surrey. This week we spoke to Omar, the founder and CEO of SEAL. Omar began his journey at the University of Surrey in 2012 and began working with Student Enterprise last year. In this episode of Startup Surrey, we spoke about mentorship, how Omar turned an idea into a business, and how Student Enterprise helped him to find mentorship and funding. I had a great conversation with Omar, and I know you're going to take something helpful away from this episode. So, here is my conversation with Omar. So first of all, could you start by introducing yourself and your business? So my name is uh, Omar Abed. My business is Zeal Rewards. We started off in uh, Egypt. I started research uh, and market research during my master's at the University of Bath. And I saw a lot of potential in the idea. We first came up with the idea when I was buying juice uh, from a juicery shop. And the lady asked me for my loyalty card and I told her, I haven't got a loyalty card because I don't use them. I always lose the loyalty cards or I forget it at home or in a different wallet, whatever it might be. And then she told me it's it's no longer a loyalty card. They don't use a loyalty card anymore. It's a, it's a loyalty app. And that just caught my attention as in why, why have we been using loyalty cards for so long? Someone must have at some point thought about gathering all loyalty cards onto one platform. And... Um, as soon as she told me that, I, I thought to myself, that's literally what I want to do because I saw so much value in it. It was a problem I was facing myself. Started doing the market research while I was at the University of Bath during my master's in entrepreneurship. Things went very well, went back to Egypt. And then I told my father, I'm going to work on that startup, on a startup called Zeal. Actually, I went, I went back to Egypt. I told my father, I'm going to start working on a startup. And then he said, no, you're not. You're going to start working in our family business. And again, I couldn't say no because my father has been supporting my education all this time and funding my education. So I couldn't say no. I owed it to him. So I told him, sure, no problem. I started working with them from nine to five. And then I didn't let them know that I was working from six to 12 on my own startup. And for me, it was uh, I had to have that confidence and determination, I think, to to be able to decide and make the decision that I want to do. I'm not waiting for my family's approval to work on something or anyone's approval. We started working on that. So yeah, I went, uh, I started doing the, I started working six to 12 on, on my startup. And then I met up with a friend of mine who's been doing his own startup and he's been doing very well. Met up with him, told him, how does this startup thing work? Really want to do my own app. You love if you can help me out. And then he did and he told me, we started brainstorming several names and we came up with the word zeal because it's very easy to use. It means enthusiasm and positivity in Latin. It's, it works in English and in Arabic. So it was, it was quite a good name. We started off with it, started development. And right at the very end, after like, a, I would say six months, I told my dad, listen, I've been doing zeal without you knowing <laughs> without telling anyone and i'd love it if you could uh, support it now to take a month off at least from work i need to focus on it uh, i see so much potential and he was as soon as he as soon as i told him i've been working on it for that long without anyone knowing i literally stopped going out stopped everything i was fully committed to what i was doing uh, he couldn't say no. He started supporting the project and uh, it just adds a lot of confidence to you when you know the people around you are being very supportive and, and it gives you, of course, more time. So I was doing, I started doing it full time and that's it. 
Amazing. So could you tell us more about the app in like specifically like so how does someone who is using the Zeal app use it? How does it work? Okay, so it's very similar to paper loyalty cards where you normally go go you make a transaction, um, you show a loyalty card and they get stamped. The thing with loyalty cards with what we've the thing with loyalty cards you can easily lose them or forget them. Well, what we've done is we've gathered all those paper loyalty cards or loyalty cards onto a digital platform. So every time a user goes and makes a transaction, wherever the merchant is or whoever the merchant is, you show a QR code, it gets scanned by the cashier, and you get your digital punch. Later on, uh, we're in. I think uh, I was going to say we're going to get get into payments, but I think uh, let's not do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. So, what was the process of um, getting new merchants to adopt the Zeal app instead of using their traditional loyalty cards? There's a few uh, things we start pitching to businesses, such as you start going eco-friendly, you go green, you don't use any more paper. Of course, there's a lot of data analytics that comes with having a digital platform that you can't collect with a paper. So that's a big selling point that the data analytics they start getting sell a lot of marketing campaigns because our merchants are able to track whether their customers have been coming back or not. They can send them, they can nudge them on the marketing notifications, which is something they couldn't do with a paper loyalty card. So that's how we sell uh, the product. Yeah, amazing. So for you, how was Student Enterprise able to help you to start up this business? What kind of support did you receive from them? So it was actually quite helpful from uh, Student Enterprise because by the time I finished my master's at uh, the University of Bath, we saw after having done the market research for the UK, we saw there was huge potential in the UK. But as a foreigner, I needed to get a visa to start working in the United Kingdom. And that's where Student Enterprise first started helping me. I met with the team here from Student Enterprise. They helped me apply for the Tier 1 Entrepreneur Visa. We went through all the paperwork. Thankfully, I got accepted, which allowed me again to start looking at the UK market alongside the Egyptian market. We then applied to Set Squared, which Student Enterprise works very closely with. Applied to Set Squared uh, at the Surrey Technology Center, and uh, we got accepted. So it's been a very good journey in terms of student enterprise guiding us and helping us to to be able to launch efficiently within the United Kingdom. Yeah, amazing. So obviously starting a business can be really challenging. So would you say there are any specific challenges that you were able to overcome and get through? And if so, could you tell us a little bit more about them? Uh, personal challenges or... Uh... Personal challenges and business challenges that you just face as someone starting up. I think the thing with businesses, mm -hmm. and I'm sure well, a lot of entrepreneurs may may agree is uh, it's a lot of ups and downs yeah it's really a lot of ups and downs uh, sometimes you're closing great deals you're moving very fast your development is very fast obviously it depends what industry you're in and then other times you feel like things are going extremely slow you're very scared that the startup might crash and a competitor might come uh, and take over or you have all those different fears in your mind that you're just so scared that they t do happen. So that's one thing. But you do become immune to that because you start knowing that with every down, the up is coming. Yeah. Just like, you know, how there's a quote by Jim Rohn, or he's a, one of the a very successful business philosophers, but he passed away. He says, it's, it's as obvious as you know that after a night comes a day. 
And that becomes the norm with entrepreneurship. After a down, you know there's an upcoming. And it's very true. Business-wise, it's always a challenge finding finances and making sure you keep your business alive, making sure you find enough finance to not only keep your business alive, but to grow your business aggressively. In business, you have to be aggressive. At the end of the day, that's why people always say business is business. You need to be adding value to the surrounding. You need to you need to sell the journey to your customers and your users in this case. Yeah, that's it. So you just mentioned that one of the um, things that you had to go through was just trying to find finance that you could grow aggressively. So could you tell us a little bit more about how you were able to receive funding, how you were able to receive finance, and if Student Enterprise was able to help you with that? Yes. So um, at the very beginning, I actually wanted to make a story out of uh, our startup's success. I recruited the two students from uh, public universities and that was the time where my parents or no one was aware that I was working on a startup. I didn't have any financing. I went and I sold the idea to two, which I still think they're one of the top two developers I've ever come across and I'm very grateful they're on my team. I went to their university. I sat with the Students Union president because they had one of the top university apps. I told him, can you please schedule a meeting for me with your developers, the people that have developed the university app? And he did. And I sold them the idea. I told them, listen, I don't have any money, but I need you to work with me on a project called Zeal. But I promise you, as soon as we start making revenue, you're going to be the first two that make a salary. And we agreed on a, obviously, because they were taking a risk, I wasn't paying them for almost a year and a half when we were developing the app part-time. We agreed to share some equity. And it was very nice of them because they really believed in the story. Uh, they believed in the idea. And that's what allowed us to work without any financing for almost a year and a half. And then after my uh, my parents knew about the idea. I was able to secure a loan from my father, which has kept us growing for almost a year now. And then one of our major clients actually called us up one day. And uh, while I was in London, after settling with the Student Enterprise, one of our clients called us up and he told me, I love what you guys have been doing. I really believe in it and uh, I want to invest. And I told him at that time, I actually didn't need any money which again is something for a startup it's uh, it's very hard to say <laughs> but, but he was he was an ex McKinsey and co consultant he had one of the very one of the biggest businesses in, in Egypt and I felt like I could learn a lot more from him than just taking money from him he ended up joining the team uh, as an advisor uh, and as a partner and putting in money into the business which again allowed us to to grow. Since then, we haven't secured any financing, but we're in the process now of uh, securing financing. But, but obviously all this comes after you prove the idea, you prove that you've been growing. Investors have to see that you've been through the ups and downs and you haven't given up. So after all these things, I think that'll allow us to get more financing, hopefully, when we need to. Yeah, definitely. So you kind of described that you were both mentored by the guy that you'd met who was one of your clients as well as being able to mentor the students who helped you as a developer so what would you say that you learn about mentorship both as a mentee and someone who was being mentored no i love it i love i love listening to people with different experiences um i might have come up with the idea but i definitely don't know everything <laughs> definitely don't know everything out there um a lot of times i just call up the advisor I just call him up and I, I tell him, what do I do now? And a lot of times the developers call me up 
and they ask me what to do. And I think it's uh, it's a case where you just pass on the knowledge your or your expertise in a certain area. And if you're lacking in another area, you just learn from the person that has that expertise in that area you're lacking in. And you have to stay grounded with entrepreneurship because sometimes you can do extremely well. You can raise a very big uh, investment round and then you get very hyped and everything. But the next day your business may fail or someone, a big competitor might enter the industry. And so uh, that's why with I think with entrepreneurship and startups, you have to learn, but you have to pass on the knowledge as well. When it comes to mentorship, Student Enterprise really, really helped in terms of introducing me to mentors at Surrey. Because at that time when I was moving uh, into the back to the United Kingdom, I didn't know any mentors here that, I, well, I knew a mentor actually very well, uh, in, but he was based in North England. But in terms of mentors in Surrey, I had to have someone within the same, within locally to, to follow up with. And that's where Student Enterprise came in. They connected me with the... Uh, three mentors which again is uh, was actually very <laughs> very uh, good of them they connected me with uh, Jim Sears uh, the director of uh, Masters of Entrepreneurship and uh, Vincenzo Roberti uh, businessman himself he's an entrepreneur I've got the academic mentorship I've got the business mentorship and they connected me with Ian James uh, part of the Set Square team at Surrey hearing their different opinions on different aspects in our startup is extremely useful. They all have different networks. They introduce you to different partnerships. So for example, Vincenzo can introduce me to a partnership while Jim is very well connected with investors. And then they all just come together to help a startup out. And again, that's why I think it's extremely important for startups and entrepreneurs to utilize the resources they have around them. I wouldn't have known about Jim or Vincenzo or Ian if I hadn't reached out to Student Enterprise. So that's why it's... Uh, it's super important to utilize the resources. Definitely. And would you say that being able to collaborate, not necessarily with people within your business, but with knowing other entrepreneurs like in your community, would you say that that's been able to help you a little? Of course. Of course. I think that's actually one of the best things about entrepreneurship because we start networking with so many different people, with different, not just different people, but different ambitious people yeah. that you know they will get somewhere in due time. So we've got an, an entrepreneurship network now launched in Egypt called the Entrepreneurs Hangout. And it's, it gathers some of the top entrepreneurs, people that have raised almost $100 million for their businesses and someone like myself, <laughs> very early stage. And it's a closed group, but there's almost a, there's a monthly meeting for all entrepreneurs to pass on their knowledge, to help each other out. And this is the kind of thing that we really need in any industry, whether in the United Kingdom, in Egypt. Entrepreneurs always need to network. They have to, because these are the kind of resources you start utilizing. Yeah. So from those experiences, would you say that you have any specific tips for networking that you'd give to students or recent graduates? If you have an idea, take action on it, 100%. Utilize the resources around you. Uh, utilize resources like Student Enterprise, like Set Squared. Find yourself a mentor. Find yourself a mentor in the area that you aspire to be in. If you want to become an actor, find yourself someone in that industry that is going to mentor you. If you want to become a businessman, find yourself a very successful businessman to mentor you. Mentorship is extremely important. It's extremely important as well to act on whatever ideas are worth nothing, absolutely worth nothing. And perhaps that's why sometimes VCs now don't sign on NDAs because ideas are almost nothing unless you act on it. When you start acting on an idea, when you start growing that idea, that's when people start taking you seriously. 
so yeah that's my advice is take action perfect thank you so much so um another question that i have is how were you able to get the confidence to actually start a business because as you were saying everyone has ideas ideas are cheap but to actually start a business and act on it is like a whole other thing so how did you get that confidence i think this is a a, a trait more than anything i've yeah. always been a risk taker mm-hmm. always been a risk taker i hate not taking risk i'm actually uh, like if i know what's happening tomorrow i'm not going i won't be happy like i need to wake up not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow uh and this is one thing like even my friends or my family they they would call me like whatever like if i'm crazy or it's too much or I, but i think i've been able to utilize it in, in the correct way <laughs> with the starting a business uh, but i love risk taking i love uh, i love doing something knowing that that's what i want to do that's my gut feeling but not knowing what the end result is but working towards the end result i want another very important what's the word another very important thing that gave me the confidence is i've been raised up in a family that is very business oriented so my father himself i consider him an entrepreneur he started his own business in scientific instruments and engineering and he's always been investing in real estate my friends have always had family businesses i've always been following different podcasts such as the npr how i built this i've always been listening to entrepreneurs actually i just remembered something very very important very important i need to sit <laughs> so actually i just remembered something very important and someone i really owe a lot to um is alex hall he is i consider my brother uh, before being a mentor or a businessman so when i was at the university of surrey studying studying mechanical engineering I applied uh, to Rolls-Royce uh, for a summer internship. I got to the final stage, uh, but I got rejected. And I got rejected because I was too ambitious. Uh, they didn't, They saw me, that was literally the, the rejection, the reason of rejection. Um, and they saw me too, as too ambitious, as more entrepreneurial, not a corporate person, etc. And um, a few weeks before that, I had met Um, an entre- an entrepreneur by the name of Alex Hall at the Wolf of Wall Street event or a private boot camp in London and I was the youngest one there uh, it was a very expensive event to attend um, it was all entrepreneurs like I'm talking about extremely wealthy entrepreneurs and Alex at the time had won national entrepreneur of the year and the business director of the year and um, the Uh, entrepreneur of the year in Hull and he was he had six businesses each turning over a million pounds plus easily uh, and he was some he was someone I was aspiring to be and when I got rejected from Rolls-Royce I told Alex and Alex told me I think this is a sign I want you to come work with me and at the time alex was again was really focused on business he told me i actually want you to move in with me i want you to come live with me in my house for the summer and we'll sort of work together and i was like wow like i did not see that coming i was like okay let's see how that goes so again that's another risk like mm-hmm. i'm just leaving myself see where life takes me i started working with alex for the whole summer and i learned so much from him because an entrepreneur that has six businesses 
nationally recognized, extremely well connected in the United Kingdom and abroad. He's extremely well connected. His business acumen, his confidence, the way he talks to people, I learned so much from him. Uh, we started wake. We used to wake up at six a.m., go for a run or go to to, to the gym and work out. Be at the business at eight a.m., finish work at maybe seven p.m. Perhaps go to a networking event, etc., which again showed me how important networking is. Go to the gym again, read a bit. We had to read about 30, 40 minutes a day or watch a business documentary and then go to sleep and then repeat. It, we were so business focused and that he wasn't doing that to impress me or anything. That was just an entrepreneurial life and I loved it. I super loved it. After, at the end of the internship, I saw an opportunity. I proposed to him a business idea uh, in real estate and he he thought that had so it has so much potential and he decided to take it forward and it went extremely well so that was i think the first sign or the first yeah i would call it the first sign or to me that showed me an idea can become a business like when i just told him about my idea he acted on it with his expertise in real estate it showed me that well why don't i come up with my own idea and i act on it and we've been in touch since then he's been mentoring me he's uh, He's been giving me a lot of resources uh, he uses in in his business, and uh, and actually, sorry. So going back to the business idea I gave him. So after the business, so I gave him, I proposed to him the business idea. He took it forward. Things went very well. We got invited to the House of Parliament because we were bringing foreign investment into the UK. And at the time, I was just living a dream because I went from being rejected at Rolls Royce, getting an internship with. <laughs> one of the best entrepreneurs in the United Kingdom, to starting a business and then being recognized in the House of Parliament. And I think from there, from that summer, that's when I knew I really wanted to become an entrepreneur myself. And that's it. Amazing. So you have clearly came from a really strong business background, super motivated and driven. So have you got any tips that you would give to a student or recent graduate who may ne necessarily have came from that background on how to get into the business world if they don't already have that in their past history? Of course, uh, I think it's very important to educate yourself with whatever you want to become or whatever industry you want to enter. It's very important to read. I'm always reading different books about business. So I think even if I hadn't come from a strong business background, um, my the books I've read have educated me enough to, I've gained enough knowledge to understand at least how business works. Uh, even if I wasn't able to do a master's in entrepreneurship, I would have still understood the ins and outs of entrepreneurship just from reading and watching videos on YouTube. If I hadn't come from a business background or I hadn't studied a master's in entrepreneurship, by reading a few books on entrepreneurship and educating myself, listening to different podcasts online, business podcasts, business documentaries, they're all over the place on the internet, I think I would have gained enough knowledge to definitely start my own business and understand the ins and outs of uh, entrepreneurship. Another thing is, again, I might have not come from a very strong business background, but, but I'm definitely surrounding myself with people that I aspire to be, or I, I always look up to them. I've got a vision board in my, uh, in my room where I've got different entrepreneurs on it, and these are people, people that I've never met. I don't know if I'll ever meet. And I always look up to them. These are the people I want to be. So I, I think just having that vision, that imagination is enough for someone. If you haven't got a strong business background, it's enough for you to have a strong 
business future. So what is next for you and for Zeal? So we're working on a lot. We've got a lot of tech development going on at the moment. Uh, we've been operating for almost a year now. So we've been able to understand what our users want from the application and what they don't want. So that's what they call reaching the product market fit. And we're going to release a major update within the next few weeks addressing this product to reach that product market fit. And we're raising, we're in the process of raising investment, which I think is going to be very good news for anyone following our journey so far. And hopefully it inspires the the team, the Zeal team. It shows them how far we've come. We've come from literally nothing, just an idea and a few university students to having users and then raising investment to grow. If you could have any person that you admire, whether they be someone who you admire as a business person or just admire as a person, on speed dial, who would it be? Jim Rohn. So Jim Rohn is a, is, a, like, is a business philosopher and he was one of the first people that I started reading their books or listening to their audiobooks. And he passed away a long time ago. But he shares advice on life, on business, on marriage, as if... He was with you the day before. For me, he's a legend. He used to coach the presidents of the United States. He used to coach Tony Robbins. And his, yeah, his advice just applies to whatever time. His advice applies to whatever year we're living in. Uh, and yeah, his advice in business is amazing and in life is even more amazing. So yeah, that, he would be my person, my go-to person. To find out more about Omar and Zeal, you can find them at zeal-app.com or follow them on Instagram at Zeal Rewards. Thank you for listening and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with our finale episode. Bye. Startup Surrey is brought to you by the University of Surrey Student Enterprise Department and is produced by me, Rafara Mazariram, Justin Chandler-Hawkins. To keep up with us, visit www.surrey.ac.uk forward slash student dash enterprise or follow us on Instagram at Surrey Student Enterprise.